0: Greetings in the name of the Lord. God is so good, isn't he? We're delighted to, uh, you're with us. It's an afternoon day in Akron, Ohio, and it's such a good time to be in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Today I want to share with you a little bit about kingdom worship, and uh, I don't know if you know it, but this began to start happening more in the 70s and the 80s, but... Uh, the Lord began to really start to move and changing our worship. And, uh, we started seeing in the seventies, especially a real move to scriptural wor- worship. And then, then in some prophetic new song type of churches, uh, the Lord started birthing prophetic worship and spiritual song and new songs and, uh, the old, old line Pentecostal churches were more of singing the old hymns and the old songs and more related to what I would call noise. And they were like, oh,
1: hallelujah!
0: And I don't mean that disrespectfully. But noise is not synonymous with anointing. And the Lord began to pour out a spirit, and the Word says that, that righteousness and praise... Will spring up among the nations, and uh, one of the keys to all that is understanding the concept of the tabernacle of David. And I don't have time to teach on all that in this short podcast, but I do want to encourage you to study First Chronicles anywhere from chapter 15 on, and uh, and also prophesied in Isaiah. I'm I'm sorry, in Amos chapter nine about their tabernacle of David being restored in Acts chapter fifteen, it deals with that. But what is that? Well, let me let me just give you a, a little picture. David was a man after God's heart. And kingdom worship is all about seeking the heart of God. Not just our hearts, but the heart of God. You know, I've taught on this before, but you know we see a tremendous birth of intercession all around the world. People are beginning to go to house of prayers. And, and uh, there's just a real birth of the prayer movement. And a lot of it is uh, is really a good thing, but some of it is kind of misdirected. And what I mean by that is people are crying out and pleading with God to move. In reality, It's just the opposite of the way it really should be when it's kingdom worship. Kingdom worship is not about asking God to move his hand. It's about spending time seeking him for his heart. And then beginning to pray as you've interviewed the Lord. The word intercessor in the New Testament is the word interview. It means to ask God what's on his heart. That's the essence of all these uh, worship centers and houses of prayer springing up is is we come together in intimacy with the king. And when we come in intimacy with, with the king, we begin to see our identity. And David was a man after God's heart. He wanted to know what God felt, what God thought. And that's the essence of prayer. And when we cry out to God for revival, and we cry out those are good things. But we really need to be spending time with the Lord in his presence. And... When David came back and ascended to the throne, and of course we knew the Ark of the Covenant had been captured and taken by the Philistines and they went to get it and they had issues because they didn't do it according to due order. The Lord had given them instructions about how to move the tabernacle of the Lord. And so through different circumstances, some people died. And then they actually got the Levites to actually carry the Ark. And they took that Ark and they brought it back to the house of Israel. It had been in captivity with the Philistines. It had been in the wrong hands. And I think that's happened even in modern Christianity. People are worshiping the Lord, but... They're not really worshiping the Lord in due order. And I don't mean that critically because I love all styles of worship, all styles of churches. I go in all of them from Southern Gospel to uh, Black churches to Pentecostal to Charismatic to Evangelical to Sacramental. I go in all of them. And I love all the brethren. And what I'm seeing is a hunger for real kingdom worship which is centered on the king. I don't need to say much more. But if you study what David did when they brought the art back, and you gotta understand it, it's a picture of David was a man after God. So he's also a picture of the new covenant because we know there was an everlasting covenant made with David that his throne would be established forever. And it's because through his lineage Jesus was born and came to the earth and so we're in the kingdom age of King David's ancestors. And I don't have time to go on all of that today. But when they went to get the Ark of the Covenant, you got to understand something really incredible. is that The tabernacle of Moses was pitched in Mount Gibeon, which is about four or five miles from Jerusalem. And that was where the Lord had instructed Moses under the law to do the worship and the sacrifice. And that's originally where the Ark of the Covenant was to be placed in the tabernacle of Moses. Moses had very specific instructions under the law to do that. Well, when King David was raised up, he prepared his tabernacle in Mount Zion or Mount Jerusalem to house the Ark of the Lord. And If you read in 1 Chronicles chapter, I believe it's chapter 21, it describes the tabernacle of Moses was in Mount Gibeon. You would have thought that when they got the Ark of the Covenant, they would have taken it to the tabernacle of Moses and set it up. But they didn't. Because you see, David was a picture of new covenant relationships that would be birthed and a new style of worship. So David pitched his tabernacle, his tent on Mount Zion, and he brought the tabernacle back to Jerusalem, the Ark of the Covenant, I mean, and placed it in that tent. And he set up 40 years of worship around the clock in what people refer to now as the Tabernacle of David. And let me give you the essence of what that is okay the essence of what that is 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 it's all about the presence of the lord there was nothing bad in itself about the tabernacle of moses because the lord had instructed him to build that but you see david was a picture of the new covenant that would the sure mercies of god that would last forever that would god would establish as his throne on earth in Mount zion Mount Zion is the dwelling place of the Lord. We don't march up to Zion. We live in Zion. That's the presence of the Lord that's in us. And this worship began to be established. If you go to First Chronicles chapter 25, David had the Levites separated and they began to prophesy on their instruments and they began to bring prophetic worship around the clock 24-7. And I believe the Lord is restoring that all over the earth. And if you uh, are a true worshiper, you know, the Lord told us that we would worship him in the spirit and in truth. And the Lord has transferred that external worship that we focus on sometime based on what we like or the style of worship. And he's trying to bring back the emphasis on the king. Kingdom worship is all about the king. And we see that in Isaiah chapter 22 and also in Revelation chapter 4, when the Lord talks about the church of Philadelphia and he talks about a great open door that no man can shut or open. It's the only church where the Lord doesn't rebuke them in the Revelation book, chapter 2 and chapter 3. And after he talks about the church of Philadelphia, he immediately goes into chapter 4 in Revelation where he talks about an open door. And the essence of the key of David is intimacy with the king. And intimacy with the king brings an open door. But it's a different open door than what we think. We think about uh, a, ver- or a horizontal open door like God's going to open door for us. And he does do that. But this is a different open door. And I believe it's the most important open door. And I believe it's the door that we all need to experience. And it's the door of an open heaven. And if you read Revelation chapter 4, it's no coincidence that God puts it there. Is that the Bible describes an open door in heaven and says, John was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And he was taken up to the throne where he began to worship the Lord. And we see that in Revelation chapter 5 and we see it in Revelation chapter 6. And it's a picture of a a kingdom worship where we're flowing between the word and worship and warfare, our prayers as incense to the Lord. And those prayers are birthed in the presence of the Lord. They're not prayers, selfish prayers. They're not prayers of selfish ambition. They're prayers that are birthed in time in the presence of the Lord. And it's also worship that's birthed in the presence of the Lord. There's a whole new dimension. We're we're meeting twice a month at the river, and uh, we really are beginning to start to move in this throne room worship. And it's not about performance. It's not about your professionalism. It's about spending time with the Lord and allowing Him to dictate what happens. And then we begin to pray, and then we begin to function in the Word. Then we begin to find our identity. We begin to see, as we're aligned with the King, we begin to experience our assignment. We begin to to see what God is calling and speaking to us. It's a whole different level of worship. I think it's the key of David. It's intimacy with the king that will absolutely birth our identity. It'll show us our inheritance and eventually will lead to tremendous influence in a region or an area. If you're contending, we want an open heaven. We want an open door. We want an open door to heaven. We just don't want to go through a horizontal door that God opened for us To achieve something, we want to have the tangible presence of God manifest in the earth. That's what God's doing; He's causing righteousness and praise to spring up among all the nations. In this chapter 25 of First Chronicles, He goes into the different ways that you flow. and And uh, I'll I'll just demonstrate this real quick for you, okay? Whatever, but uh, I'm playing on my guitar. Let me just show you that as they operate around the tabernacle of day they begin to worship they did what's called songs of praise so it would go something like this I bless you Lord I praise you it's a song that praises the Lord it's a song of
1: praise I bless the name of the Lord he is the mighty king We bless the name of the Lord. Forever he will reign. That's a song of praise. And then
0: the Lord would uh, sing through them what we would call the song, a prophetic song, which would be something that's maybe bringing direction or whatever, uh, or what the Lord's going to do. I'm the Lord that's healing you. Or He could be given you direction. Uh, I'm, I'm sending peace, something like that. And then the third type of song around the tabernacle is what's called the Song of the Lord. And this is the song where the Lord sings to us. He sings over us. We don't sing about Him. We don't sing a message to someone else. The Lord Himself actually sings to us. I wrote a song a while back. I've sang it on this podcast before, but but uh, I'll try to sing it to you just just a little bit of it to show you. This is the song of the Lord. Okay, it's a song that He's singing to us to minister to us. And he's using a human vessel to sing that song. It's called the song of the Lord, and that's what the Lord's restoring in the tabernacle of David.
1: Can you hear, can you hear, I'm calling out your name? Can you hear, can you hear, I'm calling out your name? Be still, my child, for I am your God. Be still, my child. For I am your God. I am the one who healed of thee. I am the one who sets you free. I am the one who is your. God that heal thee now that's an example and again we don't make
0: those songs up we just allow the Lord to sing to us and it's it's incredible when it happens so all of you worship leaders all of you leaders, your five-fold leaders allow the Lord to sing to us, it's scriptural Zephaniah the Lord thy God is mighty he sings over thee, he rejoices over thee he wants to speak to us and God is bringing about a song instead of saying saying I'm going to bless the Lord he's glorious he wants to sing through us he wants to bring his word directly to our hearts it's so liberating and the key of David when we're involved in intimacy with the king the Lord begins to speak to us so beautifully and you really begin to receive your inheritance. And your inheritance is not just things that you get. It's the Lord himself. When you have the Lord, you have everything you'll ever need. I I pray that your time, whether you're in a house of prayer or a house of worship, or you're in a local church, I pray you take time to allow the Lord to bring kingdom worship. He's restoring it. And I think some of you begin to... Because when you taste this, it's incredible. You never want to go back to the old sentimental singing where everybody sings all the songs they like. And I'm not against that. But it's soulish. It's not spiritual worship. We're supposed to sing a new song to the Lord. It's refreshing when you get in the presence of the Lord and you get to experience spontaneous worship. You just get to bless Him and praise Him. And I just pray today that you would... Allow the Lord in your church services to come and really begin to spend time in intimacy with the king. There's no greater place. It's just awesome. And you can do that in your own private place. You can do it in your secret place, your hidden place. And it's incredible and has nothing to do with your performance or how you sound. It's just time alone with the king. One night with the king really does change everything. Esther got to see that. And there's nothing like intimacy that we have the opportunity to have. We're in Christ. We're no longer in Adam. We're no longer under the fig tree dispensation. Remember when Jesus cursed that fig tree. He was really cursing the old law and establishing a new kingdom. Which was based on His presence. I pray today that you just enjoy His presence. Be blessed. I want to hear from some of you. So call me three three zero six nine zero three eight five four. Email me at uh, Pastor Jack at dot com or Pastor Jack dot com, and uh, or you can text me. I just want to hear how you're doing, and uh, I really want you to go deeper in your walk with the Lord. God bless. Lord, bless your people today in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen.